right, everybody, it's another edition of the Sports Hall. I'm your host, Luke. As always, I'm joined by my very special friends, Maddie Goldberg, XFL Jim. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's happening? What? Oh, I'll let, I'll let Jim start first. Man, Jim, what's going on with you, buddy? It's been a fucking time, man. I'm on the road again. It's. I was in Vegas, like in yeah. between our last episodes, I feel, or did I? It's you been were, a I think you had been at Vegas because you told a little bit of the Vegas Vegas story. I just got back. Yeah. And uh, now you're just uh, work traveling. Any any stories from the road? No, it's been pretty fucking boring. I'm just working long hours, which sucks. uh, Do you get groupies? I wish. I wish we got groupies here at this job. I need to get XFL groupies, XFL gym groupies. Yeah, you get one in every port. Right. Pull in. You like a sailor? Brandy, you're a fine girl. There's no XFL groupies, but there are AAF groupies. Yes. Uh, Jim, I saw one one of your tweets. You you said every, uh, you refer to every XFL um, veteran as a legend, which also hits like uh, porn star status. Like if you've been in a porn, you're a porn star. If you've been, if you graduated from the XFL or are now employed by the NFL, you are an XFL legend. So. Or CFL, but it, it, this like came to the forefront because uh, XFL legend Jacquez Patrick, Jacquez Patrick, former running back of the Tampa Bay Vipers, mm-hmm. is on the 49ers now. Wow. There you go. That's right. Yeah, they're pretty depleted at that position. So they should actually, have an XFL like, Hall of Fame. They had an XFL Hall of Fame, it would be Rod Smart. And Tommy Maddox would be the first two people to join. Where would be the best place for the XFL um, Hall of Fame? I'm going to say because uh, Vegas, probably Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut's not bad. Connecticut's not bad. Maybe Carolina, just because that's where Vince McMahon went to school. <laughs> did he? He where, where did he go? He went to North East Carolina? Carolina, I think. East Carolina. No, he went to he went to a small Carolina college, not like North. Carolina. I think he went to ECU. I think he went to Harvard. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty uh, similar educations. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Now I'm fucking intrigued. I would so say I, Carolina. Though. That would be my bet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking right here. Education. East Carolina University got a bachelor's degree. Is that wow. what is that the Pirates, the East Carolina yeah, Pirates? Yeah, Not those bad. are guys that come yeah, like they do well every few years. Uh, they're good for in, six, in seven football wins. and basketball. I think they're, they kind they're of good. they're good for a ball game like in December, like yeah. the December bowl game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I had a really interesting weekend. Well, not really. Tell me about it, Maddie. So, you know, I just watch football. I pretty yeah. much keep it simple. But I had a friend that I hadn't spoken to in a few years who we started doing stand-up together. He wasn't the greatest comedian, but he was a great guy. But, you know, he was he had problems. He was an amazing karaoke guy. And he always ran with these gorgeous women that were always drug addicts. And then he would get hooked on drugs. And then he would dump them. Then he'd get a job. He also, I should say, he got a 99.9 on his LSATs. So he's like a genius. But he's not 
he's messed up. So he texted me and he went to the Dominican Republic and he's been spending time at a whorehouse and he said he's going to marry one of the hookers. And he's got all like, he, he thinks he's got all lined up. He's going to marry this hooker. And it's just, I just like enjoy it. Cause I'm like, we've been talking and I'm, I'm kind of thinking of doing a podcast with him, like a 10 episode, like just to run off the 10 episodes to see where this adventure goes for the next 10 weeks. He also, he rented her for the week and then her friend, he rented her friend for the week too. So he's got two girls he's living with <laughs> and he's hitting rock bottom. Not only is he hitting rock bottom, he is putting the pictures up on Instagram. Today, he put up a picture of these two girls stepping on him. Like stepping on his genitals? No, he's sitting, he's like lying on his stomach and they're standing on top of him. Wow. And he got really, he gained a lot of weight. He looks terrible. And I'm like trying to tell him like, this is a cry for help. And he's like, no, man, I got it figured out. You're sitting in America, lonely, miserable. I have it all figured out. It's not going to end good. You ever think he might be right, though? Him? Yeah. He thinks he's right. What if he's right? <laughs> well, God bless him. But my, my brother-in-law is like, you know, there was a book by Cormac McCarthy. I, I never read the book. Never read a book by that guy either. But it's about a guy who goes to Mexico and falls in love with a hooker and then gets murdered by the pimp. So I don't know. I think he's having fun. But it, it comes with a price, man. This is not this is not a healthy way to. I I I I worry for him. I worry for him, but I'm intrigued. So you're gonna do a, a deep dive uh, expose on him? Well, I I'm conflicted because I think it might be exploiting him because I don't think he's at his best mental sanity. But at the same time, I was like, I'll, I won't put your name on it, and he's like, No, I want my name on it. I want this to be like my story. So. There's a lot of layers here, you know. There's a lot of crazy layers. This guy was a good-looking guy. He got the most beautiful women back when I remember him, and it's he was a bright guy. I just, I don't know. He's, he's. I don't know what to say. I like this because some, uh, you know, a lot of these people do these uh, serial podcasts where they'll, <laughs> you know, do ten episodes on yep. who shot JFK or like, yeah. Um, what's with the alien conspiracy and you're doing one on your buddy that rented two women for a week. Well, that's the thing. Cause like just a day ago, he said how much he was in love with this one girl and that she was the one and they were going to get married. And now he's got another girl with him. And it's like, it, it just like, it's not healthy, man. It's just not healthy. Well, I guess, uh, you'll let us know when, uh, when those drop and we can, uh, learn Jim, all about I, this guy should i do this or is it being i think exploited? you should i definitely think you should i mean you have nothing to lose by doing it it's just like it's just a you gain a fun conversation at the very world. yeah yeah and i mean he's like he's he's attacking me because he's like you're the loser in america lonely heartbroken you know you're still pining about your ex you're miserable you're a loser girls don't like you anymore I'm in Dominican Republic having fun. Well, he is right. You. you know, he's right. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> it, 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 to me, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. 
Yeah. No, this is this is not. This is putting, gonna uh, end bad. You know, putting well, some end well. fucking morphine yeah. over a bullet hole at least. Yeah. We'll see. Well, now I'm curious. My curiosity I'll send is you, I'll send you guys the pictures after the episode because it's just Please like, do. oh my god. Speaking yeah. of uh speaking of updates, I don't know if I talked about it last podcast I was on, but there are crickets in my bedroom at home yeah. right now. So I feel like I like last week I hadn't slept more than like two hours in four days. I was just it was brutal. It sucks. I'm trying to find these crickets and I've had no luck. My cat has had no luck. I'm mm. actually sleeping a thousand times better in a hotel than I do in my own home. It's it's brutal. I didn't know about this. I didn't know crickets were such a a, a thing. Don't you just have to cough and they shut up or something? Is no, there a I mean, if you go next to them, they'll be quiet. But the second you go away, they start chirping again. And I've got two oh, of them wow. in my bedroom at opposite sides. And I, I've, I've thrown everything. I've made a mess of the place trying to look for them. And I haven't found them. My cat has killed about 12 of them so far in like wow. the last two weeks. She's been She's been earning her keep, killing it. But just these two in my bedroom are just impossible to find. And they're just keeping me up all night. They don't, they're, they're super quiet. And then they start fucking chirping around like 10, like 9.45, 10 p.m. every night. Sounds like a weird horror movie where it's you like know, maybe slowly going how, insane. You probably it. shouldn't ask us how our weekends are going. What's I mean, that? You probably shouldn't ask us how our weekends are going. Well, it's fucking wise. I did all right. I mean, there's the stories. Are, are pretty weird. Like, I've been talking to a dude who's who's, who's going to marry a hooker, and, and Jim's got crickets in his bedroom. Crickets yeah. just eating we his brain. We don't have, like, yeah, I was at a party, and so-and-so, and this happened, and we, were at, we went to this place. I mean, we got, we live some crazy lives. Well, ask me, ask me after, I mean, not this weekend, but next weekend, I get to go to a college football game, which will be sick. I'm going nice. to Kansas State, Oklahoma. Wow, it's got to be fun. Why are you going to that as opposed to Uh, a Nebraska game? I've a I'm going to go to a Nebraska game later, and Mm -hmm. b uh, one of my best friends is a K State alumni, so he gets season tickets to Kansas State, and they're super fun to go to. Oh, okay, I bet Manhattan. I love I love Manhattan, Kansas. It's a great town. Big Island. It's the it's the Little Apple. Little Apple. Guys, was there has sports been going on? What's been going on? And yeah, we're we're uh, we're heading into week three. So it's blowing my mind that it's already week four of college football and week right. three. It's yeah, blowing right. my. How are you? Mind. How are you feeling about college football after three weeks? Things got you know kind what? of topsy turvy. There's I'll, no I'll real you, big dog right now. I'll tell you what happened. Week one was so strong with so many big games. The last two weeks are now the more like you know. No offense to Michigan, but Michigan, Northern Illinois, you know, a lot of like cookie cookie games instead of like real we had, like we had Florida Bama. Though so. I don't that, know, man. That was These... a great game. That was a great yeah. game. I hit the over. I'm happy about that. God, I thought Florida played great. They just didn't do enough to win, but that was the game of the week. But there's something. But like, it was the second know, best game of the week, in my opinion. What was the best game? The Fresno UCLA. Yeah, the Fresno UCLA game that no one got to see. That game was amazing. And and that's the problem with the Pac-12 network. I have the Big Ten. I have the SEC. I live in Pac-12 country. I got USC UCLA here. No Pac-12. 
so I couldn't watch it. Wait, like it wasn't on no. any channel? It was on the Pac-12 no, Network. It's on a Pac-12 that was it. Network. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, it's, it's like how uh, it's like it's, it's Notre like Dame. how Notre Dame's being bullshit posting these games on Peacock every week. Yeah. Oh right. To lose. Anytime Notre Dame puts their games on Peacock, I hope they lose. Just yeah, that's kind of a bullshit move. It all it all just sucks. I remember like on New January first, you had all the bowl games originally, and then they started. Yep. Then they started sparsing them out through different days and then putting them on weird channels and it just fucking it took it it, it took a lot of life out of me as far as my enthusiasm. Guys, what are your guys' thoughts on Cincinnati? Because I thought they played good, but I don't know if they took that next step to be really talked about to possibly be like top four, make a playoff, you know. Cincinnati, um, they're one of those teams that they they take halves off. Like, they'll take off a first half of a game. At least their offense will a lot of the time. And they don't have the luxury of the talent to be able to do that, especially against yeah. any Power 5 team, especially Indiana's a frisky team. Yep. Cincinnati's a good team. They're a legitimately good team. I think they're a great team. But they just don't have the talent and the depth to take halves off like they seem to yeah. Yeah. What uh, I mean, Indiana hung with them for a while. They did. They almost took the lead. And I I don't know, but I still don't know where Indiana's at this year. Uh, I don't know because, you know, they're not a team that's that usually can do back to back great seasons. And and that's the thing. There's some teams in the Big Ten like I was having a great season and Iowa will probably suck next year. So that a lot of these teams in the Big Ten, they're like in the middle, like Indiana, Iowa. They they either they have a bad year, they have a good year, they have a bad year, they have a good year. I mean, Wisconsin's pretty consistent. Obviously, Ohio State's consistent. Michigan looks great. I gotta see the say the Wolverines look great. I'm gonna say the worst team, like the biggest disappointment, of course, is the U. Like they are just garbage. They I don't know if they'll ever. Well, what about Florida State? Florida I mean, State is yeah, Florida terrible. Yeah, I mean they they make the U look like fucking Bama. I mean, it, I don't know what happened. To the, I'm telling you, man, these colleges you get one bad coach and it just starts yeah. a spiral that is so hard to recover from. My my theory for college football is you are allotted one bad coach. You can you can get by with one bad coach if they're there for like three years. You're fine. Two bad coaches, your program is in a spiral. Yeah. It's well, here's a- the other question I have is Brian Day at Ohio State. So let's say the first two years he basically inherited all of Urban Meyer's guys, and now it's his guys. Now it's like it's his recruits, it's his guys. They're not very good. They seem very, very average for what Ohio State is or even below average for what Ohio State is. And now you're like, is he really a good coach or not? Because we see, like, the guy Mark Herzlich of uh, Oregon, like, when he took over Chip Kelly, he made it to the championship game, and then he was never to, to be heard from again. And you see a lot of times, uh, you know, a coach will take over for a big-time coach, get his recruits, have a good first few years, and then when it's up to him to recruit and it's his thing, it starts to slip. And Ohio I don't know. Be, well, not going to put up with any slipping. Ohio State is, but they haven't had bad recruiting classes since that. That's the thing. Is, they've been recruiting better. 
Yeah, they've been. That's why it was like Ryan Day was looking better than Urban Meyer for a minute because he went yeah. right away. He was undefeated. Wins wins a wins a great game over uh, Clemson in the college playoffs. Gets the national championship game his first year. He's got like top top two three recruiting classes in the country. Um, nothing's fallen off, and as far as that goes i think they might maybe they got some injuries or something or sometimes sometimes they just lose too many people to the nfl too i don't know but uh their defense is looking pretty sus yeah their defense is bad yeah my two things with ohio state was the defense looks really bad i don't know if that's a defensive coordinator thing or if like they've lost too many players but generally you can think of ohio state of having at least like a good d line and they don't even have that and uh this is their first year i think this is ryan day's first year with like a true like freshman quarterback that has no college experience. He was lucky to kind of have like Dwayne Haskins to start out with. Yeah. And like, Justin and then roll into Justin Fields. Like those yeah. are, you can't ask for like a two better quarterback yeah. to kind of like start your tenure. Sure. Um, next year they should be fine after with a little experience and they got the Quinn Ewers yep. just waiting in the background, doing dumb commercials until he gets his big chance. To play but uh it, it's it'll be it, it i wouldn't want to be ryan day right now because this is a, this i mean people are already like calling for him well he's, that's the thing luke fickle is sitting there waiting to take his job but who knows with him either you know he's doing a great job with cincinnati but cincinnati is like one of those you know that's like a american conference that you know yeah, scott but... frost was dominating that conference future yeah. big 12 member right yeah I mean, just because Luke was a uh, he was a Ohio State alumni, he coached there. He was the interim coach, so he kind of knows the system. And I think he was pretty pissed he didn't get the job. So I'm just saying for Brian Day, like, yeah, the pressure is on. Like, I think it's just the fact that like anytime you do like even remotely not perfect at those jobs, like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, people are going to be mad. Well, the thing is, I I don't think yeah he there's no way he gets fired after this zero, year zero, like no, i mean no. he could probably lose up to four games and still be okay and he then luke fickle will probably season. take another job somewhere else next year maybe usc who knows yeah yeah he's, be... he's destined for big things yeah I I like like him at USC. you don't I'm like him at usc hmm. he's too well, he's too much of a midwest guy yeah but i, I think they need that they need a tough ass no, they need, there. but they need someone who can like be a scum lord salesman or something like that. Uh, like Lane the, the Kiffin, Pete Carroll. Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, Lane Kiffin was perfect. If like if they could just teleport and bring him back now that he has like coaching experience and is actually a good coach, that'd probably be like the perfect hire. Yeah, you're right. I I agree with that totally. But uh, who knows? Um, There's two team two games I really like this week. Uh, besides Notre Dame, Wisconsin. I really like the Arkansas-Texas A&M matchup. I think Arkansas is going to win out outright. I'm with they're, you there. Uh, Texas A&M is really looks shitty, and they're so highly ranked. And they look, then, yeah, they look straight up bad against Colorado. Yeah, they were lucky to win that game. And then the surprise is Michigan State. They're ranked 20 if they were supposed to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, they're playing uh, Nebraska, and that's going to be a really tough game for Nebraska. Mel Tucker is doing some good things there. He's, he's doing a he's, hell of a job. He, he's getting everything he can out of that talent. Yeah. They don't have a yeah. ton of it either, but he's getting everything they can out of it. And, and uh, 
And like last year, they gutted the, you got to gut the program. Sometimes you got to take a major step back. And he yeah. gutted it last year, and now he built it back up. And it's, it's. I mean, I uh, no offense to the gym, but Michigan State only giving five points. I mean, I think they'll win by ten or twelve there. It doesn't help that it's a it's a letdown spot for Nebraska potentially, and it's a back to back road game. Yeah, yeah, that actually sounds like a good bet, Maddie. Yeah, uh, five. I, I, like I would Arkansas take that. Money line, and I. I like Michigan State to cover. Also, if you're looking for interesting games, don't fucking forget it's the battle for the iron skillet this Saturday. SMU, TCU, Dallas Fort Worth, baby. That's a good <laughs> the game. Iron, I like the iron skillet. Yeah. They probably still cook with it too, right? I think so. Good. That's uh <laughs> I heard they throw toilet paper on trees, but the to- use toilet paper with doo-doo on it. That's disgusting, Matthew. This is a, a family I was show. Just, because it's the iron, well, it's the iron skillet ball and then the iron ball. So I'm like kind of using that. You see what I did? <laughs> well, SMU, uh, now they can legally pay their players. So who knows? They might start rising up the ranks sooner than later. They mm-hmm. might. They're my, uh, they're my dark horse for the AAC. The ghost of Eric Dickerson is <laughs> they riding They say Eric again. Dickerson was the only uh, player to ever take a pay cut. To go from college to the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so it is. A, it's kind of looking like a weaker slate of games. Uh, the, the Jim, what, about, what are you, uh, is there stuff we're overlooking? What are we overlooking? So, first off, there's that's the thing though. After week one, people have been saying like week two and week three, those were both weaker slates of games, mm-hmm. and they were fucking exciting weeks. I was literally up from. I want to say 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Central Time till 3.30 in the morning the next day watching college football, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. This week, I have a a vote for sneaky, awesome, potentially sneaky, awesome game of the week, of the night. It's UTSA at Memphis. I was was thinking you were going to go Oklahoma, West Virginia. That's also a good game. Wait, who did uh, UTSA just beat? Meet me. Who did they just beat? They, uh, I think they beat a Big Ten school. They did beat Illinois. Yeah, which was surprising because Illinois was coming off that victory over Nebraska. It was not surprising if you fucking watched and watched how bad Nebraska was, not how good Illinois was. <laughs> People thought this Illinois team was decent. Nebraska played like dog shit. You look at well, the- uh, but you. UTSA, like I, they didn't even have a. Their program is only a couple years old, right? Am I or am I super old? Is Coker still the coach there? What, Larry Coker? Yeah. Really, I didn't even know he was still fucking. Yeah, he was a coach there. Yeah. Jeez. I I didn't even know he was still alive. I mean, how did that guy never get like a fucking big time job again? No, their head coach is a. Their head coach is Jeff Trailer, by the way. I don't know. He was a little older. I think that's why. But he did a great job at the U. I mean, ever since he left the U, they haven't been the same. Where did he go? I don't even know. Like, what happened to that guy? I think he just they just had to let him go because I think there was a couple scandals or something. Oh. I mean, he did a the, hell of a job. They had the abortion scandals and all that stuff. That's for another well, day. He was actually go. just doing pretty yeah. bad at UTSA at the end there. Yeah. Well... That'll happen too. 
All right. What else is going on in world sports? We'll hit the NFL in a little bit. Um, news out of the NBA. We're getting some NBA news. Uh, ben oh, Simmons wow. not reporting to camp. Weirdest thing I ever heard in my life. Why is this weird to you? Well, usually you hold out when you had an incredible season. I mean, what's the leverage? Like, what what can you be mad at? Like, you you were the guy who underachieved. I mean, I don't know what the move is. I don't understand the strategy. I, I, he's just burying his career. It's bizarre. It's like you would like him to be like, hey, I, I did shitty in the playoffs. I worked hard all summer, and I'm going to make it up to the good people of Philadelphia, but I'm not going to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. Like you, he's acting like it's something that's like negotiating. Like, yeah, remember that Married with Children Al Bundy was trying to negotiate to buy a car. The guy totally ripped him off. Bad analogy. The point is that I, it just makes no sense that usually you hold out when you had a great season and you want to make more money because you like I deserve more money of how good I played. He completely underachieved. I don't know what his leverage is. I don't know what team would want him unless some coach thinks like, hey, man, give me give me Ben Simmons. I'll turn him around. But this is not the attitude that you want. The attitude starts from within, you know? Like th- this is, the attitude if, if starts from within. That's how I feel. So this, it's like it's a lot very cause. well. This could very well turn into like an NBA version of the Le'Veon Bell thing where you just sit out and then you yeah. lose all leverage and you lose all relevance. And all of a sudden, guess what? Now you're not getting paid shit. And, and you also killed your career because you killed your momentum. I well, mean, Le'Veon Bell, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the Ravens picked him up, blah, blah, blah. He's going to run for a thousand yards. No. Like, he's done. He's done. Yeah. He's toast. It, that's the perfect analogy, Le'Veon Bell. And then Le'Veon's like, I'm not playing for Andy Reid ever again. And it's like, well, why would he want you? You averaged a yard of carry last year. Like, what is your value? No, he's the problem is, is he still has value. He still has, quote unquote, potential. The thing is, is this, if the 76ers don't move him now, and he takes the floor again this year, which he will because he's getting paid $30 million, and he's not going to sit out. But if he takes the floor again and still can't shoot, then they go, okay, this guy is like, he, he, he does everything but shoot. No one, no one will trade for him at that point. I don't That's know the problem. So if I was the Sixers, I'd just fucking move his ass and try to get like, um, I don't know. Lillard or McCollum or one of the you know they're one not of those. gonna get anybody like that. Are you crazy? <laughs> you you'd be surprised because Dave some of Lillard? these guys are asking for trades too. They want out of situations, so yeah, it, it'll ben work. Simmons They'll find a, a trade partner. Ben, ben Simmons, I'll quote Bobby Heenan: comparing Ben Simmons to to uh, Damon Lillard is comparing horse manure to ice cream. You're probably right, but I mean the horse manure still has potential to turn into a hot fudge Sunday. I mean, David Lillard puts 50 points up in the playoffs. McCollum puts up 20, 30 points in the playoffs. I mean, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but I'm telling you, these the guys guy that... also, one of these types of players, I'm not saying necessarily those two, but someone else is asking their boss for a trade too. 
that's just what these guys do when they're a star I mean, and they can't, the only way they can't get past the first or second round. It of would the be one, one bust. It would be dumping one bust to get Ben Simmons. So it's like, take my bust. I'll take your bust. Sure. It could be, it probably end up being a lateral move, but you know, it's a fresh start for all parties. So, you know, and, uh, JJ Reddick just announced his retirement today. Yep. Yep. RIP. I think his best, I think his best days were Duke. Like being a villain at Duke is kind of gotta be like, when you when it comes down to it, when you when you die, you can be like, I was a top ten villain at Duke, and it's a very illustrious, prestigious group of guys. You got your JJ Reddicks, you got your 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 uh, Hurleys, you got your Leitner, you got the kid that used to trip people a few years ago. The name escapes. Grayson Allen. Yeah. Grayson so Allen. It's like, so to say, like I was a Duke, like where. You know, it was so crazy when Maryland and Duke used to play each other. And he had a good NBA career. Let's just say that. He had a very solid NBA career. But somehow they had his phone number. They had his girlfriend's phone number. They also heard that he had back knees. They used to chant back knee. Like, people, he lived the rent-free in a lot of these schools' heads. I think every college kid must have back knee. He also used to slam the floor. He used to punch the floor. Which is so Duke. Well, yeah. If you're if you're a white player at Duke and you're a star white player at Duke, you have to go through a whole manual of all annoying shit you can do, and you must do that on a nightly basis. You pound the floor, you throw temper tantrums. Yeah, you think you're cool after you hit a big shot. You take take two charging calls at at really good times. You know that's. They have a quota but, for that shit at Duke. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, JJ Red came in the same time as Adam Morrison, and he had a much better career. And I, I was a big Adam Morrison fan. I, I, that's a guy I really was sad that he didn't pan out in the NBA. But they came in at the same time, and Reddick had a very solid NBA career. But who always be remembered as a Duke villain, and and my opinions. Yeah, you know, like he was. Uh... He also was famous for having an abortion contract with his girlfriends. I was not aware of that. I also was not aware of that. Oh, no. You guys, you guys have been missing out. You have not been presenting the ladies with an abortion contract. You've well, been I also putting heard, yourself at risk. I also heard he's going to the Dominican Republic to marry hookers. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I just have a vasectomy, so I'm set. Did you really? No. Oh. Because I want to cover that if you do play yeah. by play. <laughs> I'm twisting your inner nuts. Well, that's interesting because the vasectomy did come up in hard knocks. Their uh, special teams coach, Fossil, John Fossil, yep. told the players about his vasectomy. One of the better moments of hard knocks this year. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. Maddie, you've been uh, pining to talk about uh, Deshaun Watson and then the, the flirtation with Miami and everything. And Maddie's favorite, Maddie's favorite NFL player, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's right. Well, I was just gonna say that Maddie like, also uh, likes fingers in his ass. I, well, no comment there. But there, but there's a lot of press was like because now that Tyrod Taylor, who looked great, Tyrod Taylor for a game and a half was great. <laughs> And it looked like, wow, Houston might, you know, be decent. So he gets hurt. 
and now you got a rookie. I think his name is Davis Mills. He used to Davis play. Mills. It's Miller yeah. time. Yep. And <laughs> you got a slogan for him. You got. You still have Deshaun Watson on your roster. You could play him. And you're looking, and like people are like, why doesn't Houston just play him? Like you got him, play him. And then there's like, why doesn't Miami trade for him? And I think both places are like, they're tempted, but they know it's wrong. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> that they're they're very tempted. Like, you know, we could play him, we could trade for him, but we know it's totally wrong. What do That's you think, Jim? Miami's I mean, your team too. Would you want Deshaun I would Watson not. representing? The Dolphins. I would I would not. I don't want them to trade for him. I'm still it sucks that it hasn't worked out, but I'm still on Tua. Even he just keeps getting fucking injured, but I'm on How long Tua. is he out? Is he out for the season? No, he's um he's out for this Probably week. Two weeks. Oh, that's he's it. He's out for a that's couple weeks. He's got like a minor rib fa- fracture. He'll be back throwing interceptions in no time. He only threw I think he's only thrown one this year. He's trying to do more. That's why he injured himself. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't want him at the very like worst case scenario for Miami. I would just rather them take like trade for someone else in the offseason. Who is their backup quarterback? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he's always a backup quarterback. Yep. Every year he yeah. just emerges. Yeah. Like basically, if that guy's your backup quarterback, you're gonna get injured. That's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, it's kind of like the other bad. guy is uh who's the guy who played for Missouri? Before uh, Blaine Gabbard, who's been in the NFL forever, always no, he always finds the field. He's uh, uh, he played on the Chiefs, the Lions, the Bears. Not Trevor uh, Simeon, right? No, not Trevor. Trevor Simeon's another guy like that. No, too, he's Northwestern. I think there's another guy. Uh, God, Is he on the Cowboys right now? I don't know. He's not on the Cowboys. Not Cooper Rush. God, what's his name? Let's see. Uh, he played on the Bears like two years ago. Uh, he makes like a fifteen million being a backup. He played on the Chiefs, the Bears. He played the Chiefs. Chase Daniel. Year. What's that? Yeah, Chase, Chase Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. He always finds the field. Like if if your guy gets hurt and he's your backup, he's gonna find the field. So, <laughs> Brissett's kind of like that too. I I I think the Wentz thing is over too i think carson wentz buried himself last week he's two sprained ankles how the fuck well, do you do well, that dude well, i mean those talk. plays he's a retard yeah. man he's an idiot jesus well, there, carson talk. wentz Car- carson yeah. wentz in my opinion thinks that he's like pat mahomes yeah he tries right. to too much he just won't ever take a sack that he just tries pass. so hard that shovel pass in the end zone, he threw an interception in the end zone on a shovel pass where nobody was there. And it's like you don't get a lot of opportunities in the red zone. You got to make those count. Even if you get a field goal, you can't lose points. And for all the good stuff he does driving the team down, those red zone turnovers are just brutal. And there's talk that he should have played the end of the game. He took himself out of the game and <laughs> people are challenging his toughness. He might, just, he might be really good in like four years. You know, like he gets all this youthful um, hero ball out of his system and sits yeah. back and just throws the way he can throw and doesn't have the dumb turnovers. Who knows? But, yeah, right now he doesn't seem like a go-to guy. No. I think, I think he needs to like lay low for a year or two and have people forget about like exactly. 2016 yep. and like 2018 where he was looking good 
um, and then just kind of like come back in like 2023 and be like, oh shit, Carson Wentz is looking pretty fucking good. Well, you know, right. also, you, you would think that like losing his job would scare him or make him really like appreciate what he has now, and it, it really has. And well, his his time. backups are not like. I, I like no. Jacob Eason a lot, but Jacob Eason is raw as fuck. Yeah, and Sam Ellinger is raw as fuck, too. Yeah, so, so they, he's they like in no danger. Well, maybe he should that. team up with J.J. Redick and Maddie's buddy and hang out in the DR for a few years. Yeah. Get it out of his system and then just go play some ball. I think he's a good Christian, so I don't think he wants to date two hookers at a he's time. He's got to get it out of him. He's got to get it out of him. By the way, this week... Three XFL players, three legendary XFL players, skill players are getting starts. Oh, tell me more. Although I don't know if Donald Parham is the starting tight end. He might be. I would love it if he was. But, oh, by the way, bullshit touchdown. He had a touchdown that got called back in the Chargers game. That's bullshit. Uh, well. But Taylor Heineke is getting the start for Washington football team. And I'm hoping, I hope he starts, but he probably won't start. I was maybe a little overzealous with the starters to talk, but Jacquez Patrick, former Tampa Bay uh, Vipers running back, is on the 49ers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Anybody named Jacquez, I'm a fan of for sure. He was awesome uh, in the XFL, dude. He was the leading rusher. Are you guys ready for the Justin Fields era in Chicago? Um, Chicago. Yeah, you know, he didn't look that great, but sure. I mean, I think they're in a tough spot. I think Cleveland's going to win, but – you know, we'll see how it goes. You think he's nervous replacing a legend like Andy Dalton? Um, replacing the I Red think Rocket? he's just nervous because this is the NFL. It's it's a much, you know, we're, we we all love the preseason and the quarterbacks, what they did. And now we're kind of like seeing with real defenses. It's like, it's not that easy. So you're seeing Zach Wilson have a lot of trouble. Fields had a lot of trouble last week. Uh, you know, Lawrence has looked good and spurts and then loses it. But it just, you know, now you're, you're seeing real defenses and it's like, it ain't that easy. Yeah. I'm here for it. I like, yeah. I like just put Justin Fields out there. Let him, let him struggle. Even if he doesn't look great, I let agree. him not look great. He's a rookie yeah. quarterback. Let him find himself in a fucking game. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta lo- win, lose by growing pains. You really do. So, and you know, Andy Dalton's not the future. So, you might as well just play him until, you know, you can't play him anymore. Who the Bears got this week? At Cleveland. Oh, so okay. Pretty, very tough game. Yeah. My friend goes, what teams has surprised you the most? And I and I, I got to say the Raiders. The Raiders have really – I thought they were going to lose to Pittsburgh. And they look good. 2-0. and They could be 0-2. They had two tough games, and they have an easier game this week. They go three and oh, I mean, they're legit. Who would know? Who would think that the Chiefs aren't in first place? You know who would who surprised me is the fucking Broncos. The Broncos and the Panthers. The Panthers will look very good as well. I was uh, high on the Panthers, but Darnold is looking actually pretty damn decent. I knew yeah, it. he looks good. It See, is Darnold. Dar- the Darnold team. route is the route they need to take with Wentz. You know, yep. get the dumb shit out of them. Get the dumb shit out and then just let the talent go come through, you know, don't overdo it. And that's what Sam Darnold's been doing in Carolina and Carson Wentz is not doing in Indianapolis. 
well, you also get to see what people when you're when you got guys around you, things get easier yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, like the Jets are a mess, and that's why I'm like, don't. I had buddies like Zach Wilson sucks. I'm like, there's no way you can say he sucks. The Jets are a mess. You see now why Darnold had so much trouble there. Yeah. If, no. the, uh, if the Panthers make the playoffs, how quickly is Joe Brady gone for a head coaching spot? He, he's gone regardless. I'm pretty sure. You think so? I love that rule. I love if that. not if not NFL college for sure. If he wants to do college, I think that actually the USC job could be his. I if, love I love them at Baylor. Uh, I like Matt Rule. I think he's doing a hell of a job. He's Matt Rule's well, guy. Joe Matt Brady Rule. was uh, he was the he was the offense OC at uh, he was the LSU. he was the co OC and quarter and like passing game coordinator at LSU. Yeah, when he's they had the that one that helped start here a couple of years ago. So yeah, he, 2019, and then he's been killing it with the Panthers. Yeah, no, yeah. he'll be coaching. He'll be head coach somewhere next year for sure. Got to find out where though. That's you know the giant, the New York Football Giants were so close to getting Matt Rule. I'm always, I'm like, what would have been if they got him? I I think he's a very good coach. He gets the most out of his guys. I don't like Joe Judge at all. Uh, so you know, sometimes you got to get the right coach. You know, I like Joe Judge because it's just descending into chaos. Over there, it so. seems chaotic there. It really does already. What are uh, and so what are some uh, take us through a few of these games this week and what well, you're looking big, for and how you're going to bet? I mean, there's a huge game this week. It's the Rams and the Bucks. I mean, you don't get better than that for week week three, and it's in L.A. I mean, that's the game of the week for sure. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! So, uh, if I go through some of these other games, uh, the Chargers at the Chiefs is a good one. Titans and Colts, Steelers and Bengals. Ravens at the Lions. Uh, let me see whatever marquee matchups. Uh, Washington's at the Bills. I think the Bills are good. The, the Seahawks and the Vikings, I think, will put up a million points. That over-under is at 56 and a half. It's pretty bad. And then, and then Sunday night is a great one. The Packers at the 49ers. And then Monday night, we got a classic rivalry. Eagles-Dallas Cowboys. Can't get better than that. What, uh, what What's your uh, can't-miss pick of the week? Uh, if we go through the spreads right now, looking at it, gosh. You know, I haven't really – Saints money studied. line. You think the Saints will – I, I, I like the Saints money line. I think they'll bounce back. I think they had a tough week because all their coaches are out with COVID. Bounce back um, week for Jameis. Jameis will throw four touchdowns this game. And I and I hate to say it, I think the Broncos will win big over the Jets, like twenty-seven to three. That's a ten and a half point spread. So I kind of like the Broncos there, and I like the Cowboys big over the Eagles. Ooh, I'm on the Eagles for that one. Interesting. It's a four point spread. Yes. But this week is tough. I'm I'm going through the games and I'm like. There's nothing that really stands out to me like, wow, that's like a totally like I, I'm in love with that game. Like mm-hmm. I even like I, I think the Texans will cover tomorrow. They're getting eight points. That's a lot of points at home. And that they played the, they played the Browns hard. They they killed the Jags and they went on the road. Cleveland's very good and they played them hard. All it's right. You guys ready? Through these. 
if you want. What's well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was wondering if you had some thoughts in mind already. I don't, you know. Um, well, we did. Right. I, I I gave you the the thoughts I have. Yeah, no, that's I what I'm think. saying. We're yeah, we're good. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm a I'm a Brady guy, so I'll be rooting hard for the Bucks, but that is a tough spot. I'm on team fuck Tom Brady, so I'm going to be rooting. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's that is a great game for Week Three. Yeah, I'm as a fan, I'm super conflicted because I'm sort of a convert to the yeah. Rams, and I'm also a Lions fan, so I'm happy to have Matt Stafford. But I'm also a Michigan fan, so Brady's been my guy. So I don't know who to. It's just going to be a fun game to watch. Let's put it that way. Oh, I can't wait. Regardless. All right, you guys ready to cover a real sport? He could move his hips and twirl it, and so his well-endowed penis spins around like a helicopter. So that's, hey, he's the nature boy for a reason. He's got a hammer on him. As wrestling great. Tommy Dreamer talking about Ric Flair. We are covering the plane ride from hell as part of the vices dark side of the ring series boys overall thoughts first impressions you want to start what a fucking flight to be on can you imagine just like if if like the doors are thin and you're the pilot just hearing everything oh my god like you're the normal (laughs) pilot you just overhear everything um, yeah. you know, here's the thing the, I watched the sneak preview of the dark side, the whole season, they had a sneak preview episode. Yeah. So they showed the clip of Brock Lesnar and Mr. Perfect fighting. Right. And I couldn't stop laughing. I thought that was hysterical. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So then I watch it. And I think it's going to be so funny because it's just going to be like hijinks of guys just being goofballs. And then it got very disturbing. Like I, I must say, like I felt <laughs> awful for that for that stewardess. It was so hard. No, this is this is basically essentially it's like Animal House on a plane. Yeah. Yep. But then there's this poor hundred pound British stewardess that has no idea who these people are and what <laughs> she's in for, and unfortunately, she takes a brunt of a lot of uh, antics in this one. <laughs> And, and so she's safe a, it's okay now that's why that's the only reason why i'm laughing so, now is because so everybody a, is okay now yeah i i hope mentally and so yeah. all right so I, I at the very least for her it's a fucking story she'll never forget oh yeah. yeah and not afraid to retell on national television uh so this this all went down on may 2002 the wwe had just bought wcw and ecw so they basically formed this total monolith in professional wrestling they were doing a big tour of europe uh they had like four dates so for this trip they had chartered a jet so they get to europe no problem they go from you know city to city it's only a couple hours between cities when you're flying there Then they do their big show in London, goes great. Then they're ready to head back to the U.S. They get back to the the plane, they're on a tarmac, and they can't move. And 
imagine being stuck on a tarmac. We've probably all been there. You don't know what the deal is. Uh, but the catch is these guys have access to unlimited booze. And before the plane even takes off, they go through three carts of liquor. Three fucking carts. So (laughs) normally, you know, they probably should have just went through one, give these guys one, and then the rest of them, they probably all would have passed out. But no, 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 no. And then poor, we had poor Heidi Doyle, the British stewardess who uh, had no idea who these guys were. There was, a, there was another guy in here that kind of made me laugh. Uh, was this Mike Kyoto guy, this sort of bad boy ref. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember him tool. at all. I remember he's like, him. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then we would go out, we'd party with the stewardesses, and then we yeah, were, yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing lines. We're doing that drug. Oh, no, that drug's from, like, the early 90s. So I'm not quite sure what. We had some Halcyon maybe on this plane trip or whatever. It was, like, just this total bad boy ref. Mm-hmm. That was also uh, homies with all the uh, wrestlers. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently there was GHB and Halcyon. Halcyon was, we've mentioned Halcyon before because uh, the Dynamite Kid would use that to drug people and uh, and then shave their heads and shit in their luggage, among other things. Uh, like Rob Van Dam basically drugs. admitted to uh, every wrestler raping with Halcyon. I'm not sure what the fuck he was thinking talking well, about. Well, here, here's the thing. I, in the 80s or 90s, you could probably go after most sports teams for doing some terrible shit back then, you know? I'm yeah. not condoning it one bit, but I think it was a... I'm so glad that shit's got cleaned up, but in all of sports, it was a problem. It was terrible. There was no rules, and it was just... they. It was just Sodom and Gomorrah some sort where they were yeah, just, so, you did what you did you rape and pillage and it was sick <laughs> did what viking, you did viking or intercontinental champion take your pick i don't know um so the things got started early on when uh jbl slapped michael or michael hayes was attacking AKA jbl when jbl was yeah. sleeping yeah, cuts open a reopens a gash he had endured during the uh, an earlier match in the night. JBL gets up and just slaps Michael Hayes, who was an announcer and uh, I'm not sure what his full role was, m- manager or something. He was a booker, so he, he was like, a booker. He put so the they, matches together so he could bury guys. Like he could, he made like oh yeah, put you at the top and the bottom of the cart. Right, so he was burying X Pac, and X Pac had enough of that shit. So yes. off goes the ponytail. X-Pac cuts it off. And the best part was that X-Pac held it up like he won the belt. Like he was holding up this dude's ponytail. Like it was yeah. the, the world championship. Then you had um, Kurt Henning, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Perfect. He had Brock Lesnar sleeping and Brock Lesnar's a beast. He went on to be a, a heavyweight champion in UFC real fighting. And Brock Lesnar sleeping and he puts uh, shaving cream on his head. Uh, Kurt Henning does and then just slaps it and Brock Lesnar gets up chases him through the plane they're against they're knocking each other against the emergency door they're knocking each other against the fuselage so people are freaking out they finally get that done Um, then everyone's like kind of it's kind of a lull in the night and then gold dust grabs the microphone and starts singing David Allen Coe 
uh, and he's singing a David Allen Coe song, which was uh, the marriage song with his ex-wife, Marlena Terry Reynolds, who's sitting at the front of the plane. So she's just horrified. Eventually, uh, Jim Ross goes and tells him to sit the fuck down. Let's also say that uh, uh, Gold Dust was chewing tobacco. Yes. Spitting it in the like place where you put the magazines. Oh my yeah. God. And uh, I'll get to that later because that yeah. was actually the behavior uh, Jim Ross hated the most out of that. So then the big controversy uh, happens. Uh, Ric Flair, apparently he did this a lot. He get, He's basically naked under his robe and he goes down the aisle. And as you heard Tommy Dreamer say, he can make his dick swing around like a helicopter because he's he's well endowed. It and, sounds uh, like Tommy Dreamer, like, is, you know, he wants to impress his, his Rick, you know, like, it's like Ric Flair's the greatest, like, he can do no wrong. It was very. When I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming of Ric Flair. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was sounded pretty enamored with Ric Flair. Very Maybe he enamored. wants to nature boy. So then Ric Flair, you know, with his dick twirling her out, he kind of corners this, um, the flight attendant we talked about earlier. And yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, it's funny because guys do this kind of shit or at least used to. I don't know about your generation, Jim, but yeah, there's, there would be dicks everywhere. Oh, there's uh, these balls every generation. If you passed out, you were going to get nuts on you at some point. Um, so I, oh, I have something, yeah, oh, please. my generation on that. I partied with a group of guys that for like, I would say a four, like a two month stretch, uh, you never wanted to pass out because whoever got passed out would get peed on. Wow, yeah, see. Yeah, I had a right. buddy who played rugby in college and they would drink beer out of a boot. They call it boot bear. Or they, yeah. You take your nuts and you put it in like beer or something. And there's all types of dumb. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like you're drinking yeah. beer out of somebody's gross like work boot. You're, and it's, you're yeah, so crazy. Tommy Dreamer got into a lot of trouble after this show oh, yeah. because yeah. he was defending Ric Flair very uh very aggressively yes and i think his problem i think it would have been all right if he would have shown just a little bit of empathy towards the stewardess because while us as guys laugh at a lot of this kind of shit the women aren't used to it and they're much smaller so it was probably fucking terrifying look and that's <laughs> you got a I guy no doing like, the helicopter cut- with his dick in front of you Listen. and you're like trying to grab sodas Cut yeah. off Doc Hendricks' hair all you want. Punch each other, run into the fucking whatever, knock chairs over, beat each other up, but don't fuck with innocent people, especially women. Like, that's just bullshit. You know? Yeah. It's like, like, it's I have no... Someone who's not in on it. Everyone exactly. else is in on it. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's a good point. Is everybody? Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody knows Ric Flair. They know what the score is. He's just pulling his dick out like usual. But this lady has no idea what this guy's intentions are and also probably has no business seeing his dick in the first place. No. Um, but then this poor lady goes to like, everybody thinks Scott Hall is like dead. He's just like passed yeah. out. And he also thinks he was, uh, he got a Halcyon in his drink because he's like, hey, I've taken a lot of pills and uh, drank and, uh, no, I've never been out like that. I must have somebody must have pilled me or something. So 
So she goes to kind of wake him up and try to get him breakfast or something. And he's like, I'm going to lick your face. And he like tries to lick her face or some shit. And so at this point, you've seen Ric Flair's dick. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, has tried to lick your face while he's grabbing you. And so this poor lady, Heidi Doyle, just retreats to the back at this point. Um, the flight finally ends. They still think Scott Hall's dead. They just incredible wheels him out in a wheelchair and just sort of tells customs a bunch of bullshit to get him through. Um, so yeah, gold dust was using, uh, the, the back of the seat in front of him as a spittoon, which could not be any more disgusting. The flight attendants also found a lot of blood in syringes and they just refused to clean. They just walked off the plane when it was yeah. done. So the WWE ended up settling with the flight attendant. So at least they, they got some coin. Uh, hopefully that helped heal the healing a little bit. Um, Ric Flair never got punished, but Mr. Perfect and Gold Dust and Scott Hall all got fired. And... As Maddie pointed out, this was sort of the end of the hijinks. Uh, this is uh, after this, you saw also had younger generations coming up that were treating it a lot more like a business. You had The Rock, you had John Cena, people that were going to just do, you know, they were going to wrestle and then kind of make careers outside of wrestling as well and, you know, use that to propel their fame outside of it. So, yeah. Any other thoughts on this, guys? This was a lot going on. It sucks that this thing had to be marred by sort of sexual assault because it was fucking idiocy to well, the that, Well, that's the thing because I thought I didn't know about the sexual assault, so I thought it would just be like I knew about the Doc Hendricks. I knew about the fighting on the plane with Hurt, Hurt Henning and Brock Lesnar. So. I was playing poker and you texted me and you're like, holy shit, Tommy Dreamer's t trending. And I'm like, why is Tommy Dreamer trending of all people? And then as soon as I heard him talk, I'm like, oh boy, this is not good. This is, <laughs> this is really fucking bad. So this is really the first, like dark side of the ring is my favorite TV show besides sports. Yeah. And I always like it's like a band. It's like you know, like you like this underground band, and you don't like them when everybody else likes them. And this was the first dark side that like hit Twitter, like it made its mark. And I mean, it's I don't know. It, it, it's it it's just sad what it turned out to be because I was like looking forward to a really funny, silly episode of just guys being idiots, and then. It, you know, when he gets in the sexual assault, then it just turned really dark and really sad and really big. You know, I, I couldn't really. I, it was like watching the Grizzly Smith, not as worse, but it was still fucking just painful to see that woman like what she went through and shit. Yeah, and, and, and kind of killed the whole like just the it like killed the vibe for sure. It killed the vibe. Yeah went too far like it, it ended in a, ho a whole era essentially like that's exactly what it did after that the hijinks culture had kind of uh faded away what what's uh who we got next week on dark side maddie uh we have uh i forget his name chris canyon oh so that's right gay, and i guess he it was a time where you really couldn't be openly gay and uh 
it took its toll on him. And I'm really looking forward to that episode. I remember him wrestling a little from back in the day. Yeah. I, I was more of a WWF fan, so sure. I didn't watch as much WCW, but his story sounds really, really interesting, and I can't wait to watch it. So that's I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be cool. It's funny that his name is close to Christy Canyon, too, if you're a fan yeah. of hers. I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, okay, that's that. That's it. That's yeah. all she wrote. Anything we missed, guys? Any shout-outs? Anything? No, yet? what I'll do for our contest is I'll, I'll – Jim will go through week two, and I'll send them, like, my picks for week three. Okay. So Perfect. That yeah. perfect. Then right. uh, leave us a great we'll, iTunes we'll, review. Evaluate next week. We'll, we'll evaluate next week. There is one thing. Did you guys see the radio call for uh, the Vikings missed oh, field goal? God. Oh, yeah. God, that was That's amazing. Time. That was good. Yeah. yeah. That guy's got such an iconic though. voice, too. That guy has such an iconic voice. And it just – it always comes with Vikings pain. Like, the Vikings have lost so many heartbreakers in the last few years, except for the miracle with the Stefan Diggs catch. They've basically lost so many heartbreakers. And he just, he's great. He, he's got an incredible radio voice. All right, I think I found it. Bear oh. with me here. We'll just play this just for shits and giggles here. Meet the all-new Pixel 5a. Oh, I don't have uh, YouTube Premium, so we got to sit through a dumb commercial here. High snap. Boom down. Joseph, come on! Commercial. It is gone! No, he it's missed no it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh. oh my this he missed it right what a gut punch to a team every time it's amazing. that play it's after play toward the end fought its way back oh, missed it by like a foot and just oh my god hiding. joe brady gonna be coaching the vikings next year yes yeah, they're they got a tough i don't know you know they got to play seattle this week i mean they're looking yeah. at 0-3. That's bad. Well, eventually they'll play the Lions a couple times and get a couple wins. So yeah. There you go. Maddie, where can they find you? At Maddie Goldberg1 on Twitter, at Maddie Goldberg on Instagram. Anybody want to see the picture of my buddy with his hookers, I'd be happy to send them to you. And uh I I will see what happens there. I'm more I'm more excited about that than my own life, to be honest. <laughs> Make that podcast happen, Maddie. All right, it's got to happen now. Jim, where can they find you? You guys can find me over on Twitter, at XFL Jim, posting shit left and right. YouTube XFL Jim. I got a video, actually, of my time in Vegas coming out this week. You can find me over on Better Than Vegas, making gambling picks all the fucking time, all day, every day. That's Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, You can follow us at the Sports Hole Pod. Sports Hole Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's and uh, Facebook too. All the fun shit. I'm Luke. You can find me at L Rose Hubbard on Twitter. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace.